welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Payne. And I'm your other host, Michelle Jane. How are you, Jess? I am all good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. But might be struggling for signal, hopefully, fingers crossed. Because, as we said before, I uh, don't get signal in my office. And my little shit, a.k.a. my puppy, has chewed through my Ethernet cable. And he's actually chewed off the plug of my <laughs> printer. Oh, <Fantastic>. fun. <laughs> I thought he was quiet chewing his little bone thing I got him. But no, he was chewing my wires. So, um, nice. yeah, I'm good. Just um, puppy trouble. <laughs> Puppy mum problems. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't realise how hard work I'm in a puppy would be. I didn't, honestly. Oh, it'll like, be worth it in the end. Get a puppy. It'd be a nice company for you. Nice company. I haven't been able to get any work done since I've had it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, you know, train him now and it'll all pay off in the end. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. And you said you have to soon. Oh, sorry. Oh, he's, got them. he's had them Sunday. He's had them. Oh, me. Yeah, I've got to wait a week, though. So on Friday, I can take him for a walk, and I'm taking him for the biggest walk to wear him out, so hopefully he has a nap in the afternoon. Oh, that'll make a huge difference, I think. Oh, yeah, massive yeah. difference, because he's got so much We're energy. Right. It's a cocker spaniel, so they, they have got loads of energy, so as soon as we able to walk him, yeah, it'll make a big difference. So I'll take him on my morning walk and then I'll take him out in the evening. So um yeah. Help with my steps as well. Well exactly. That's that's one of the benefits of having a dog, isn't it? Yeah. How how's things with you? How's training? How's life? Yeah, all good, thank you. Training is going really well. I did legs last night. I've got upper body today. I'm still pushing hard on all of my weights, literally like I don't know how I'm progressing so quickly. I was like, well how am I even though, you know, I'm building up back to where I was, so I'm not lifting quite as heavy, but I am just shocked at how quickly I'm getting stronger over the past sort of nice. four weeks since I've been back in my training program. So yeah, every single session, I'm managing to increase the weights on, you know, 90% of my lifts, like 100% of my leg lifts. So yeah, just smashing it and feeling like I'm getting somewhere, which is good. I'm starting to see some shape coming back in my legs and my shoulders you know I've still got a long way to go but I feel like I feel like I'm looking like I'm getting somewhere now which is a nice feeling it makes you a bit more motivated once you start to see and feel the difference isn't it so yeah all good and how about you what's the latest on prep so prep update um I lost three pounds this week since so since the last podcast, we did the podcast on a different day, we did it on a Friday, and I had to have a second check-in because I was losing a pound consistently, which, yeah. again, disclaimer, is fantastic. However, um, I needed to lose it a bit quicker. So since last Tuesday, I've lost three pounds, about 3.2 pounds, I think it is. Oh, happy um, days. Which is good. So it'll probably level out now next week, but I need, I probably need like an, another week where I need a big drop and then I'll be on track for last time's weight if you know what I mean but yeah that's good I was injured last week because in the last podcast I just fell over and hurt my coccyx oh, that's so right yeah I couldn't train legs for a couple of days I did legs yesterday but I had to go a bit lighter so it's upper body today and then legs again tomorrow so should be back to normal tomorrow oh good uh, that's good so no changes this week um because we had a big drop everything's gonna stay the same it's my birthday on Monday 
And Coach said I can go out for a steak. Nice. Oh, nice. You've got something to look It's going to be steak and veg, but still, it's something different to what's on my plan. And last time I was on prep, it was over my birthday as well, and I couldn't go out at all. Yeah. So the fact that he said that I can go out and just have a steak, I'm over the moment. I'm happy with just a steak on a plate. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. And how many weeks out to you now? I'm 13 and a half, so it's Tuesday today, so it'll be 13 weeks on Sunday. Wow, I feel like that's absolutely flying by. It's going oh, really quick. Yeah, yeah, that's going so quick. Wow, okay, amazing. Oh, exciting. Well, looking forward to next week's update then, but sounds like everything's fallen into place, going to plan, which is amazing. Yeah, everything's going good. So um, still training five days, cardio's every day for 25 minutes to 30 minutes, depending on if it's a training or a rest day. Um, steps at 100k over the week, um, which is all right. I've, I've asked to actually stop walking to the gym so much because I was getting too many steps in. Oh, um, really? So some days I've asked to just walk to the garage, get my coffee, come back, get the car, then walk to the gym, then drive to the gym. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but, but I needed to change my routine anyway because walking to the gym, I can't take the dog and the dog can go out on Friday. So I yeah. changed my routine this week. So I walk to the garage, come home, do my cardio, shower, do some work, and I'm going to start training in the afternoon like you. Um, so I'm going to trial that because then I can walk the dog to the garage. Yeah. Uh, and then after I train, come home, do some work, and I can take him out again in the evening. And then when I won't be getting too many steps in, and two, it just makes sense because obviously I can't take him to the gym with me. Yeah, and that's like more than that's my whole day's worth of steps done, just walking to the um, gym. And then I'd have to walk him twice on, on top of. Yeah. So I, I was sitting down, I was writing all these different variations, like walk to the garage, cardio, train at this time, train at that time. And I wrote them all down and Phil was like, right, that one makes more sense. <laughs> I like how that was a team effort to plan yeah, out. Yeah, it was a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided on my new routine and I'm trying it this week and so far so good. Oh good, well that's, um, that's exciting and I love training in the afternoon. I feel, I don't know why, it's just psychological. Like I just, even though I could perfectly find train in the morning, you know, and it not be any different, I just feel better training in the afternoon. Although last night I was there too late. I got home at like, 8 p.m last night from the gym and for me that was just oh. too late then I like to be settled a little bit earlier than that um because I just I struggle to go to sleep if I train too late like I'm yeah. I'm buzzing for hours yeah I do so if I'm taking pre-workout at six o'clock I feel like I feel absolutely fine it's just when it comes to going to bed and trying to get an early night then I, I okay. can't really get to sleep so yeah, it's not really very productive. So definitely need to get there earlier today. But yesterday was just a different day. I had my hair extensions out and stuff. So my routine was just a little bit um, to pot yesterday. So I'm sat here. If you see me on the camera, I'm literally like picking glue out of my hair for the, <laughs> the whole time we've been speaking so far. I've got glue left in my hair from the tapes. So I'm just picking that out, which is nice. <laughs> Can't see it or anything, mine. So it's not like she sat here with big clumps of glue stuck in here. I can't see it. <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad. It's just I can feel it, and it's really annoying. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about on today's podcast? 
So we are talking about training mistakes. So we're going to talk about training mistakes that people commonly make and then training mistakes that we've made ourselves. Um, so the first one is we've kind of covered previously, so we won't speak too much on this one, but going to the gym with the intent on burning calories. I am guilty of this. I used to go to the gym on the treadmill, like we said before, holding on for dear life, go as fast as I can on the highest incline, and I wouldn't get off until I burned 600 calories. <laughs> I don't know where I got that number from, but <laughs> now obviously I'm more educated. The goal of going to the gym is not to burn calories. Believe it or not, the calories we burn from exercise is only 5 to 10% of our day. And I've seen some people train, so it's more 5%. Yes. Um, so that's just 5% of your daily calories from exercise. The rest is, like we've said before, is your neat, you know, exercise activity, which you measure in steps. Um, your basal metabolic rate and then the types of food you eat, so high protein diet, that is your fat loss. The the um, exercise is what we do to change your body shape, build the muscle, uh, loads of different reasons. You shouldn't go to the gym to with the intent to burn calories. Should be Jess. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. And I think it's still a common mistake. And like you said, we have discussed well, quite a few of these things that we're going to mention today, but they are still things that we hear about constantly from clients, from people in the gym. So, you know, it's always useful to just recap on these things and go into the gym and your training plan, your resistance training plan is definitely not about burning calories. What you're doing in that hour or however long you're training for is about building up your lean muscle tissue, which over time is going to benefit your fat loss. You know, your metabolism is going to be better. It's going to be easier for you to burn fat over time. You're going to be sculpting your body. You know, I hate that word, but there's not really another way to describe it. You know, you're, you're shaping up your body to in accordance with your goals. You know, some people want to grow glutes and have, you know, people want to be toned, don't they, in inverted commas. So that is what going to the gym and resistance training is about. And obviously we mentioned cardio. Cardio is a little bit different in what you implement cardio to one, obviously for cardiovascular health, heart health and all, but that can be for, <laughs> sorry, Ronnie's just sneak. I'm just going to say what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got sidetracked then because Ron just snuck into my uh, room to bring me a monster, a, a blue oh, monster. Oh, bless him. But he doesn't realise I'm already halfway through a different monster. So I, I don't need that right now, but. I'm grateful to him anyway, obviously. So yeah, sorry, I've lost what I was talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, so obviously like you with prep and I am at the moment as well, using cardio as as a way of manipulating that um, calorie deficit, you know, making a bigger calorie deficit in the day. But your strength training is definitely not about burning calories. And I still have clients say to me things, you know, like I've noticed I'm not burning as many calories in this session as I was in last session. Does it matter? And I'm like, no, don't even worry about the calories that you're burning in this session. Like focus on just training hard, training with, you know, intensely pushing yourself to your limit and don't even worry about the calories you're burning. Even me, for example, I can do, I think last yesterday, my leg day, I think I trained for about an hour and 20 minutes legs and I only actually burned 300 calories yesterday according to my watch obviously not in reality but according to my watch whereas sometimes that can be like five six hundred 
I trained really hard yesterday. Like I pushed, but it was the exercise selection. You know, I had a lot of isolation moves. So hamstring curl, leg extension, things that weren't quite as exhausting as, you know, deadlifts and big hip thrusts and things like that. So, so it's just different, but I didn't come out and feel like, Oh God, I didn't do good workout because I didn't burn 200 more calories according to my watch like I had a really bloody good workout and that's what it's about it also depends what you've had as well so for me for example like coffee so if I've had like a really strong coffee um before I train sorry I just find dog treats in my pocket (laughs) (laughs) afternoon snack (laughs) bits bits of sausage um like coffee for example so with with the heart rate so just just talked about the the watch if I was to have like a cost of coffee before I train, that automatically raises my heart rate. So then on my watch, I would spend more time in like the fat burning zone. So my watch would tell me that I'm burning more calories. Yes. So if I don't have a coffee the next day and do the exactly same workout, then the calories I've burned um, would be less. So yeah, watches, they're not, they're hugely inaccurate. They are a good gauge um especially for things like um cardio just to see that if you're in like the heart the fat burning zone and stuff and just to gauge on um how hard you're working so you can compare to next time but in terms of weight training like just said weight training the the goal is not to burn calories it's to build lean muscle which later on will burn more calories because it does speed your metabolism to have lean muscle in the body yeah, 100%. Amazing. Okay. Let me just see what we've got next. So next we had copying people in the gym with no real plan of your own. So, you know, it's when you're walking in, you're having a look around, nothing wrong with that, obviously getting ideas and especially if you're new and you want to see how people are doing exercises, but copying someone's exact style of training isn't what you need to be doing because that person could have completely different goals to yourself. You know, you have no idea what they are, they're training for, are they training for strength? Are they training for fat loss? Are they trying to build muscle at the time? Like you don't know what their individual goals and circumstances are. You don't know their experience, how advanced they are at lifting. You don't even know if the form they're using is correct. For example, I'm so guilty of this. When I first started the gym, because when I first started the gym, I was um, a bit embarrassed to ask for help. So I told them I didn't need an induction. And then I walked in, didn't know how to use any of the machines, but then felt embarrassed to go and ask the guy to show me how to use the machines when I've already told him I knew what I was doing. So I basically used to like sit on a machine and then just look around. If someone's if I wanted to like use a machine or I just used to watch people, wait for them to see how they use the machine and then just copy them, <laughs> especially if it was like dumbbells. And then, yeah, that's how I picked up bad form and ended up with massive traps. So you just, just walk around and watch people. And then when they leave, go and copy what they just did. <laughs> um, so yeah, so one, I ended up with massive traps. And two, I didn't, I wasn't training for the goal I wanted. At the time I wanted um, big glutes, you know, I wanted still on biceps bigger than my brother but when I wasn't training biceps I didn't even know how to train biceps I was just copying someone doing like front races and stuff um and glutes I wasn't really training glutes I was training legs because I was just copying people how to set up like the yeah legs. <laughs> yeah exactly one thing that um, 
So when I first started training, like a long time ago, I I genuinely for a long time was like the only female person lifting weights in the gym. And more and more girls started to get into it, which was amazing. But a lot of the times people used to copy me. And one thing, when I first started the Stairmaster, I was guilty of doing the Stairmaster routine, you know, the kickbacks and all of that. And I remember saying to my husband, I was like, oh, all these girls are coming in and copying me now. Like I'd seen people on Instagram doing that. So I started doing it, obviously. Um, I do like five minutes forwards, five minutes to the side, five minutes facing backwards, five minutes to the other side. Then I do a couple of minutes with kickbacks and all sorts of weird crap. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, people are copying me doing that. So people copied me. Yeah, I was doing something completely wrong because I was copying what I'd seen on Instagram or, you know, whatever social media thing it was at the time. And yeah, it's just funny. You just don't copy people, basically. Um, I I see a lot of it in the gym now at the moment with... um, you know, influences obviously on Instagram. And, and if these are all things that I myself have done in the past, you know, where you feel like squatting with a band around your legs is good and hip thrusts with a band when actually there's nothing really proven. That have you ever seen anything. someone with a, a band on their legs on the Stairmaster? And yeah. I'm looking at yeah. it and I'm like, how were you even able to bloody walk up those steps well I know and these are just things you know people are copying and it's you know I've done all these exercises myself as well and copied things in the past but you live and you learn don't you and obviously it's our job so we're we're researching and new research comes out all the time and you're actually like oh actually something that six months even ago that I would have done like it's like oh actually there's a study on that now and it's showing that it's not really effective so yeah just don't don't go around and copy people I think by all means ask for help advice and guidance preferably from the personal trainers in the gym who actually you know will be able to guide you a little bit better than just normal people in the gym perhaps who maybe aren't so advanced or experienced at lifting but it's about ultimately having a structured program that works for you, that is tailored for your goals, your body, your experience, your ability and all of that, isn't it? Yeah, and you might have a completely different body shape to the person you're copying. So the person you're copying could be, um, you could be quite broad. So maybe you naturally got like big shoulders, whereas the person you're copying, if you were like copying me, I have no shoulders. I'm a natural pear shape. Um, so I really got to hammer my shoulders. So someone, if you're a completely different body shape, like if you're um, broad um, and you're copying someone who has no shoulders, has no upper body, then you're going to probably be out of proportion. So you do need to get a plan tailored to you, your body shape and your goals. Um, this takes us into the next one. So we kind of touch on it already. So copying exercises on um, Instagram. Now, most of the instagram people um they're not qualified they're just influencers um and they just come up with like new exercises they made up to to look cool and look different basically to get more followers what happens then is you as followers copy them so things like jessica said but they kicking your leg back on the stair master. I've seen this so many times, it's supposed to grow your glutes, like it doesn't. We now know that resistance training with progressive overload grows glutes. Not kicking your leg back, shit. If kicking your leg back grew your glutes, 
everyone would be walking around bloody the shopping centres and oh I would have the best glutes ever <laughs> I did that for a full-on year I would have had the best glutes in the world if that worked <laughs> everyone would just be walking around kicking back but yeah there's so many weird stuff that I've seen on Instagram walking backwards on a treadmill I've seen a couple of girls do oh I see that in, quite um, often yeah in the gym so yeah there's some weird exercises so don't copy influencers off instagram because they're, they're not qualified obviously there's some good personal trainers on instagram um and they do post good content um i would maybe have a look in their bio to see if they're actually qualified yeah but ultimately you, you need a, a structured training program and you can get them quite cheap you don't have to obviously me and jess are online coaches there are people out there that, that sell structured, tailored training plans. So you don't have to um, get a coach. You can just get a one-off training plan, but at least send a structure to you and your goals. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of some other exercises I've seen on Instagram lately. I've seen <laughs> seen quite a few. But there's oh, there's so many that I've seen. You know, um, Paul Olima, do you follow him? he oh yeah oh, like, videos doesn't he that of videos that he's seen and people tag him in them on instagram and some of Where them does he find like, these videos from? Oh, i don't know <laughs> people tag him in them i think and tell him that <laughs> we need to create recreate this and you know there's people doing arm exercises with donuts in their hands Is the chin one which one the chin oh yeah the chin one yeah the yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's so many funny ones on there. It is, it is quite funny, but also, you know, quite scary. I think some of them you can tell they're a little bit like, oh my God, who, was, who would copy that? But other ones, not so much. And just like Michelle said, just have a look in people's bios and make sure, you know, they actually have some sort of qualification or experience in personal training and, you know, training programs and things like that, because you can just injure yourself otherwise, you know, it's, it's all fun and games talking about some of these things on Instagram, but, but you could injure yourself and you could be doing your body yeah. more harm, more harm than good. So it's always worth having a proper training program to follow hundred percent. Okay. Definitely. So the next thing is under eating. So restricting your calories constantly when your goal is to build muscle for example so obviously when when your goal is fat loss you do need to be in a calorie deficit as we've banged on about a hundred times or more as you were all aware but when somebody comes to us or when somebody's goal is to build muscle you actually have to be eating at least at maintenance calorie level possibly into you know a very slight calorie surplus you don't need to go into a huge surplus to build muscle as a female especially but definitely spending time at maintenance calories and not in a deficit you're not in an optimal position at all to be building muscle in a calorie deficit if you are new to training you'll experience a little bit of you know fat loss and building muscle at the, at the start but as you become more and more advanced and experienced at lifting this this just does become harder and the two sort of are best approached separately it's better you're better off doing a fat loss phase and then a muscle building phase and yeah. that is you know just spending time at maintenance calories um and that's good anyway for optimal health it's not healthy to live in a calorie deficit forever it's not good and for people's body goals when they tell us they want to tone up i mean spending time at maintenance is absolutely essential you're just not giving your body 
the optimal environment if one you're eating too little your protein isn't enough and then you're just not able to give you know you're all to that session you you need to be going into these sessions fueled and being able to train hard and just be energized to train at the intensity that is required to build that muscle because you know it's and it takes time isn't it you can't build this muscle over a short period of time so you definitely need to come out of that calorie deficit and oh i can't explain how many times i've had clients who are so used to being in a deficit and they train really hard and they do well but we come out for a while and we spend some time at maintenance and they're like wow I've just got so much energy. I feel like I'm training really hard. I'm getting stronger. Like it's just so much better, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of this. When I first started training, I wanted to be lean and toned. Now I didn't realize to get lean and look toned, I had to build muscle first. Yeah. So I got lean, skinny, and I absolutely shredded my body fat and I just looked skinny because I, I didn't build muscle first. So obviously I shredded the body fat thinking I was gonna look like all these uh, fitness people on Instagram and I couldn't be further away from it. So I was on like 1,200 calories on the treadmill, um, burning my 600 calories. Um, and then I was still training hard, but because I wasn't eating enough, I was basically just burning my muscle away. And I looked, it's one of my photos on Instagram. So I look when I'm stood there with like the blue bikini and you can just see the bones in my chest. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and that was, I thought I was building muscle because I was training really hard, weight training. But yeah, just, I was eating so little that just wasn't building anything. Yeah, you absolutely need to be fueling your body properly. And, and it's quite scary. I know a lot of girls, it's a scary thought. We're, as females, we're so programmed i think to dieting being in diet mode and cutting all of this and not dieting is like difficult for most people i think most girls have spent like a large chunk of their lives dieting or trying to diet at least so it is difficult to get out of that dieting mentality and to you know you have to sometimes get used to feeling a little bit uncomfortable you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable in order to to make good progress but I think once you can get past that initial feeling, you know, and stop stressing about the scale, not stressing if it's going up a tiny little bit, which it inevitably will. And, you know, you don't need to be gaining loads, (laughs) but it is inevitably going to go up a little bit, obviously, because you're building muscle and you will ultimately gain a little bit of body fat as well, which is good. It's good for the body to go through that. It's good for our hormones. So it's definitely... 100% necessary to come out of that calorie deficit, feed your body, fuel your body accordingly in order to build up muscle and, you know, achieve that look that, that so many people want in terms of being toned and defined and all of that. Yeah, I, I hate that word toned. But I know, I but it's, it's the one that everyone want. understands, isn't it? Everyone <laughs> understands, but if you break it down, it just it makes no sense. You basically want to build muscle and lose body fat. Yeah. Um, minimal body fat with with nice muscle basically yes (laughs) basically yeah awesome so covered that one so the next one is lifting way too heavy now i'm guilty of this when i first started going to the gym i used to hear all the time you need to lift heavy you need to lift heavy now i thought that meant i need to lift heavy as in i could barely like lift it so i was lifting as heavy as i could i couldn't finish my my set my form was awful um so it's 
when we say lift heavy, you need to lift a weight that's challenging, but you need to be able to, one, um, control the weight, actually feel it in the muscle being worked. So let's, say, let's break it down and say, for instance, you're doing a bicep curl. So when you do a bicep curl, one, if you're swinging, like I was awful. This is the exercise I was doing when, in the one podcast, I said I got told off in Portugal by a guy. Oh, who- yeah. Yeah, because I was I was basically looking back now. I was six kilos I was lifting, and I just started weight training. So to go and pick up a six kilo dumbbell, or twelve kilos basically, I had six in each hand. When I first started weight training, it's heavy. It's too heavy. Yeah, I couldn't so even I just, press uh, five I had kilos. To swing I literally had to use momentum. I literally had to swing it to lift it. Then I'm using my body, for example. I'm not really just using the bicep to lift the weight, not really engaging the bicep. Not, I can't, not using my muscle connection, just concentrating on swinging the weight up. Um, so I wasn't doing anything. I would have been so much better actually taking the two kilos off that guy give me rather than just put them down and walk out use the two kilos, control the weight, engage the muscle, actually work the bicep and not just my whole body. Um, and that's the reason why I haven't got biceps bigger than my brother because I spent so long swinging the weight rather than just um, not using, not my ego, it is ego lifting. I was, one, I thought I had to lift super heavy and two, I didn't want to go picking up the two kilo dumbbells. I didn't want people seeing me lifting two kilos. I wanted to lift the big boy stuff. I wanted to lift everything. <laughs> but I wasn't doing myself no favours. So lifting too heavy, you're not doing yourself any favours. You're not actually going to build myself, believe it or not. No, exactly. You, if you're not, if you're lifting heavy but can't control it whatsoever, then that is pointless and you're much better off lowering the weight and actually feeling it where you're supposed to be feeling it and you know having that mind muscle connection and ultimately again it depends on what your goals are for most people who come to us or who we come across for example it's more about the physique goals rather than performance goals so most people are not training to be a power lifter for example if you are confused with like strength training yeah yeah if you are like training to be a power lifter, then of course your goal is to be lifting heavier. You want to be going for very low rep ranges. Um, you know, you're going to be hitting one rep maxes more often than well, bodybuilder type training, but actually studies are now showing, I think previously it was thought that, you know, to achieve hypertrophy, which is what people want to achieve basically to grow muscle and to achieve this aesthetic body goal, People thought that, you know, this, that could be achieved in a specific rep range. But now if the studies are showing that that rep range is much wider than what they first thought. It can be anywhere from, you know, like a couple of reps, four or five reps up to 30 reps even for an exercise. I think as long as you're, the volume is good and you're pushing to sort of that almost failure level on the exercise then it's good to have like a good variety of rep ranges so you don't always need to be going in and lifting five or six reps on an exercise for example it's okay to switch that up often and do you know well 15 reps on an exercise you know in in the confines of a structured program not just doing it willy-nilly obviously there needs to be some structure around it But yeah, you don't have to be lifting in one particular rep range, for example. So you don't have to go and lift the heaviest 
on shoulder press, for example, all the time, you can drop the weight and aim to do 12 to 15 reps with a bit of a lighter weight and structure workouts like that. And this is where I like, I really like focusing, especially for beginners on things, um, focusing on tempo, you know, on the eccentric and the concentric. And yeah, I always said with the dumbbells. So with the biceps, sorry. So that would have been really good in your situation back then. It would have been great, like you said, if you picked up the two kilogram dumbbells, lifted it up for one and maybe slowly controlled it down for four seconds. So you really had that control. So even if it felt a little bit light for you, the two, in comparison to the six, at least you were controlling it. And oh, I would have been much better off with the exactly. two <laughs> Exactly. And it's, it's about training smart and not trying to not thinking you have to lift heavy, heavy, heavy. It doesn't all have to be about heavy. It's about training smart. And there's so much you can do. Like we could, we could plan a workout with exactly the same exercises in it, but with different rep ranges, different tempos. And they're five completely different workouts, even though they would be exactly the same exercises. So it's about, yeah, having a structured plan and setting setting your goals and it's not always about lifting the heaviest weight possible for example last night when i was i was doing single leg hamstring curl hamstring curl is an exercise that i've just always been really weak at i'm never strong on my hamstrings so that's something i'm trying to work on hence me trying to push hard and i got to my heaviest weight last night but i knew that on the last sort of two reps i was doing and I mean, my heaviest weight was literally like 13.25 on each side. So, but for me, for single leg hamstring curls, that was with a four second control eccentric as well. But the last two reps, I could feel, you know, I was starting to pull it up through my lower back, for In example, back. you know, so I'm not going to be lifting that heavier now for a good couple of weeks because my goal is to be getting all of the eight reps with with good form and and not swinging it up and you know I could have chucked on an extra two kilograms last night and or you know got taken it up to 15 I could have swung it up but it wouldn't have been you know doing anything and I probably would have been hurting my back in the meantime so yeah and and don't look at people so what I used to do I was guilty of is looking at everyone else is lifting like everyone's when everyone's different like Jess is a lot stronger than me for example I probably couldn't leg press like what Jess leg presses um, and there's no point in me even looking and trying. So there's a lot of girls that are obsessed with how much they hip thrust in. Now there's, I don't want to like call anyone out, but there's quite a few girls in um, Simply Gym. And as if they're in that like, competition with each other, uh, how much they can hip thrust. And most of them have got no groups and they hip thrust in like 100 to 150K. Now, if you was controlling the weight um properly and you built your hip thrust up to like 150k you should have massive glutes so the fact that they've got no glutes and they hip thrust in 100 to 150k it's like a disconnect there's they're just moving the weight there's a difference between moving the weight and controlling the weight using mind to muscle connection and really feeling it through the glutes so i bet you if they slowed it down really push through the heel, slow the movement down, contract the glutes, squeeze the glutes at the top, they would not be able to hit for a 150k. Yeah, I mean, obviously, hip thrust, even though it's a glute exercise, predominantly, it is still a compound exercise, your quads and hamstrings are still involved, foot placement plays a massive part in it. 
So, you know, I, for example, I, I used to hip thrust 150 kilos. I probably could now, but my form wouldn't be as good. But I, I did exactly that. I found I'm doing this 150 kilos, but I'm not feeling really, my quads. Yeah, I was feeling it. My hamstrings and quads were taking over to push it up because they were stronger than my glutes, basically. So the part that I was trying to work, I wasn't actually working because my other, my stronger muscles were taking over to get it up there. And, you know, if I wanted to be focusing on quads and hamstrings in that exercise, then it would have been great. But I, I wanted to grow my glutes. That's <laughs> what my goal was. So I, I dropped it from 150 back down to 90, you know, for the rep range I was doing at the yeah. time. Obviously, it varies now. And I'm lifting even less. That's a massive over. drop. A huge drop. But I focused on like two second pauses at the top, controlling it down for two to three seconds so that I really could focus on the mind-muscle connection, thinking about my glutes, really like making sure that, you know, that pause at the top is everything. And in fact, these days... I'm doing a mixture of really heavy hip thrusts, but then slightly lighter as well, you know, maybe, maybe 60, 70 kilos, or I did increase to 80 the other day for, I'm going for like 15 to 20 reps, but just performing the top quarter of the movement, which is actually pure glutes and not yeah. when you, when you do the full range of motion and come all the way down, that's where your hamstrings and quads can get involved as well. So by, by lowering the weight and just performing that top quarter of the movement and, you know, pausing for a second or two at the top, really taking each rep nice and slow and controlled. Oh my God, the difference that I'm feeling is, I mean, you know, my glutes are the best in the world, but I'm improving. Like I can feel the improvements just by making these, yeah. these changes. And, and these are things that you learn over time. Like we said, like I wouldn't have done that three years ago because for me it was all about, oh my God, how heavy can I lift? I'm going to chuck another 20 yeah. on. But now I'm, I'm much more conscious of, okay, so I've lifted that. I really didn't really it. feel so good. I didn't feel it in my glutes afterwards. So I need to drop the weight a little bit and, and you know, train smart, not. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't really concentrate on what everyone else is lifting. Exactly. Because only because they're lifting a heavy weight doesn't mean they're lifting it correctly. It doesn't mean they can feel it in the correct muscles. And even um, if they are lifting it correctly, it doesn't mean you are. <laughs> doesn't mean no, exactly. Yeah. It, they could have. Yeah. They could have been doing it for five years and built up to that and be doing it fine. Exactly. Whereas you're just starting and trying to. Imitate and some people that. are just naturally strong. Like I'm not strong at all. So, um, like, you know, Jess is stronger than me. So for me to have a look over and see what Jess is doing, um, it's just no point because I probably wouldn't be able to lift. I certainly wouldn't be able to move 150 kg. I don't get hit for a stick. Yeah, I, I am really strong on my lower body. My upper body isn't so strong. Like, it's okay, but my lower body is naturally quite strong. So, yeah, I'm... But, but, you know, our bodies are totally different. I'm built completely yeah. differently to you. I've got really wide hips, really wide shoulders. You know, like I'm, I'm like big boned. <laughs> That's how I, I am. Whereas you're naturally really slim, aren't you? So Yeah, so I, I just got a really small frame, so... Yeah. That's why it's important, like, not to look at other people. So for me, because I'm small frame, like, I struggle to build muscle. Like, I've been training for years, um, and I don't build myself easily, whereas someone like Jess, I do. Um, <laughs> Jess does. So, yeah. but um, fat yeah, loss for me is much harder. Whereas for you, whereas it's three pounds in a week, like that's <laughs> something I can only dream of. <laughs> 
So yeah, so everyone's different. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't look what anyone else is lifting. We're all completely different. So just get yourself a um, training plan. Mind your own business. <laughs> Don't look at anyone else. <laughs> and focus on you, basically. Focus, focus on, on you. you, your abilities, and don't worry about what anyone else is doing i think we kind of covered our next point in what we just said that, that our next point was literally about incorrect form yeah um so we've just covered all of that within the same point so i'll go straight over to the the final point which is what i did a post on on instagram last night actually and, and it's about about logging your lift so it's about training with intent and purpose and not just going in and you know just training for the sake of it and going through the motions like I've done that so many times in the past, you know, I'll fall out of it. I'll, you know, stop following a plan for a little bit and I'll wander into the gym and I'll just do a bit of whatever. And that's okay on the odd occasion. Like if you just fancy in a one-off, but for the most part, you really, really do need to be following a structured program. You know, if you have got specific goals in mind and you're trying to build up, you know, your glutes, your back, your shoulder, whatever it might be, you do have to be following a structured program and going in and training with, intent and purpose and I think a lot of the time people can just sort of fall off track and they hit a bit of a plateau and they tell me they're not motivated and how do you stay motivated well you need to be logging what you're lifting basically like I, I go into every session so I've just said to you I said at the start I've managed to increase my lifts every single week since I've been following my training plan since you know I've been back in the gym properly the last four or so weeks but I only know that because I'm tracking everything I'm lifting. Yeah. I'm like, right, I did this last week. Like I said to you just now on the hamstring curls, I did 13.25 kilograms on, on that last night. But I know that next week my goal isn't to go heavier. My goal is to get the last two reps perfected, you know, so I'm not pulling through my back. So this all my hamstring. So that'll take me a couple of weeks now. I'll probably stick at that weight, but at least I know my target. I've got a goal for that specific exercise deadlifts I might feel like okay I can probably get another two kilograms next week you know it's not much but it's increasing it so, so it's about us. yeah it's about logging your lifts basically and it doesn't mean you need to lift heavier like I'm explaining here every single session but it's about achieving progressive overload and in order to achieve progressive overload you need to be improving week on week you need your goal needs to be to make an improvement every single week whether that is the the technique that you're lifting with and the form on all of your rep ranges whether it is just having a slightly lower rest period you know which shows you're getting a little bit fitter and you can go a little bit harder it might be increasing the weight it might be getting an extra rep you might not be ready to increase the weight yet but you might think oh i'll push for another rep or two today and on the same weight but if you're logging your lifts and you're training with intent, you can track that every single week. So you've got like this diary then <laughs> telling you what you've done. And I think it's a good idea also to write down how you're feeling on the day you're training. You know, were you, were you particularly weak that day? Had you had like little sleep? Were you feeling under the weather? Perhaps that's why your lifts were a little bit lighter. Um, so you can just look back and form this sort of book and diary of what you've been doing, how you're feeling. And then you can plan what you want to do for the next session. Like until you do it, like with the hamstring curl, there's no point to me going heavier next week whatsoever because my form will be terrible. So I need to make sure I spend a few weeks making sure my form is good 
then I'm going to increase. And that is training with intent. And one of my big focuses is hamstrings this year. So I really want to be getting all of those moves absolutely spot on. And the thing is with logbook, when I first started taking a logbook, the logbooks weren't a thing back when my coach told me that I need to um, basically have a notebook. And I was so embarrassed <laughs> yeah. to go into the gym with my little notebook and pen. I felt like a right idiot. But it's quite common now. You will see loads of people with their logbooks and no one cares. Like no one, no one cares. Um, and like Jess said, with writing um, how you're feeling and stuff. So with me, um, like I hurt my coccyx. So when I was supposed to train legs, I trained upper. So I made a little note at the bottom why I did an extra upper body session. When I trained legs then on Monday, I made a note because um, I went lighter than last week. So if I'm yeah. looking back, I didn't make progress. I regressed, but it's because I had an injury. So I wrote on there, I had an injury. Um, and the thing is, when I was on prep last time, I did the same training plan for six months. I had a client ask me, because I got a client, I got a couple of clients that think that their plan needs changing all the time. Yeah. Now, if your plan is changing all the time, even if you're changing the squat to um, sumo squat, standard squat, um, all different kinds of squats, you can't really, it's hard to make see progress, especially if you're changing the rep ranges. I had a client who wants a different training plan all the time. And I said to her, I said, look, when I was competing, my training plan didn't change for six months and she asked me did you get bored didn't you get bored I didn't because I had my logbook I had a purpose of going into the gym and I enjoyed the fact that each week or each month or whatever it was you're not going to progress on get heavier on certain exercises every week but I enjoyed the logbook numbers going up do you know what I mean so yeah I didn't get bored all right, I was doing the same exercises over and over and over, but I was lifting heavier, I was resting less, and I was maybe getting some extra reps in, some extra sets in, so I was progressing. So I enjoyed the fact of seeing myself progressing. A bit like when you see yourself, if you're on a fat loss goal and the scales are going down, you're doing the same thing, you're hitting the same calories every single week, but the scales are going down, so you're motivated because the scales are going down. That's kind of how I feel with training in the logbook seeing the the weights going up and seeing my progression so even though I was on the same training plan for six months um I was progressing and I enjoyed that so I didn't get bored because I was seeing progression so um got a little bit off topic like your chain training plan doesn't need changing as often as you think it does now if your goal is to build muscle look toned a bit of commas <laughs> if your goal is to build muscle if you want the tone look you need to be doing the same exercises over and over and over. Yes, it seems boring, but how are you going to progress and get stronger and build muscle if you keep playing around and doing all these stupid exercises from Instagram? Um, you need consistency. You need to be doing the same training plan for at least a couple of months for you to be able to progress in them. Um, your, your training plan doesn't need changing as often as you think it does. No, 100%. And... I've had clients ask me as well, you know, when is the training plan going to change? And I'm like, you've only been doing this one for three weeks. Like it doesn't need to be changed that much. Sometimes, you know, you can tweak rep ranges, tempos and things like that, but it's all based on client feedback, how they find in the workouts. For example, I might give them a rep range they're finding really easy, in which case obviously I'll make a lot of change, but you definitely don't need to be switching up your training plan. My training programs are usually 
anywhere from 12 to 20 weeks long, I would think, before making making any change whatsoever because there's just so much room for progression all of the time. And as you've said, you know, how can you monitor your progress? How can you get better if you're constantly switching? I think it used to be a common misconception that you need to switch up your exercises and shock your body and all of that. That, that isn't <laughs> yeah. true. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist like that. No, it doesn't at all. It doesn't know what exercises you do <laughs> anyway. It just knows that you're like pushing hard and pushing your muscles to failure. Your body so. doesn't go into the gym and think, oh, here she goes, doing hip thrusts again. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when you, when you are trying to, to train, you know, for building muscle, God, it can be such a lot. It is a long process. You know, it doesn't happen over like eight weeks, 10 weeks. You, you need to spend like months and months trying to build muscle and, and get better at that. And increasing strength is obviously like a sign that your muscles are, that you are building muscle. Because if you're building muscle, you're obviously going to be able to lift more. You're going to be stronger as well. So all of that is a sign that you're moving in the right direction because sometimes it can be hard to, to see the visual changes at first, which I think can, can lead to people being a bit demotivated yeah. when they're in a muscle building phase. So like you said, keeping the logbook is a, is a good way to keep you, you know, keep feeling that fire in your belly and wanting to push. Somebody messaged me on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and asked, you know, how can I maintain motivation? I train on my own in the gym and I'm really struggling. Like I feel like I need someone and I was like, well, I train on my own in the gym as well. And I love it. I said, but I'm track every lift. I know what I'm going in to do. I've got a goal. So I'm training with purpose. And I, and I yeah. prefer not having someone training with me, <laughs> you know, 99% of the time. Purpose, they? They, they, they like to go like with a friend and yeah, just train, just leisurely do some exercises and stuff. Um, and, and if they just want to do exercise for fun, then fine, I guess. If that's what they enjoy and they're getting out, they're doing something. But yeah, I used to. I never yeah. used to have a purpose in the gym. I used no, to just neither did I. Exercise. I liked keeping fit. I used to do Tai Bo. I used to do aerobics. I used to do Tabata and boxercise. And I loved it, but I, I didn't have a specific goal. I just wanted to feel good, basically. Um, and I wanted to feel fit but now if your goal is you know to build your physique and look better aesthetically and have these body goals which most people do tend to have these days then you do have to train with purpose you do have to train with intent log your lifts and make sure you are making progress in in all areas and you know how good is it to have a little have something to look back over because sometimes I'll go back to a training plan that I did like a year or two ago and it's so good to see what I did then you know and I'm like oh what starting point am I at now on this exercise for this rep range and this tempo have I progressed and you know obviously I usually have progressed and I'm like oh I finished my my phase on this weight last time and now I'm like starting it on this so I'm only going to get stronger and stronger so it's so good to look back over because yeah. even though you think oh, I can remember what I did last week and you, t you tend to be able to but you're not going to remember it in six months time what you were doing six months ago and for what rep range so it's so good to keep track of it and like you said that can be a good old-fashioned logbook funnily enough I posted that on Instagram last night and then when I was doing my training session I was walking around the gym and I would say I'd say a good 50% of people had 
a notepad and they when they work out and look noting them down i tend to do mine on my phone so i usually write up my workouts into like an excel spreadsheet so i go into my numbers app on my phone and do them in there just to keep it digital but you know i'm gonna try doing it on paper again but whatever way you find it easier just just do it and it's so normal. On our apps, you can record it on yeah, our Yeah, on app. our apps, you can, yeah. I, I personally prefer to write it down, but if you're the client of mine and Jess, that like you can write it where we, on the, the left-hand side where it says weight, I usually put zero, uh, for you to put your own weight in. Now, you can record your own weight. That's what I recommend that you do, but um, I have got logbooks printed for my clients um, just because I personally prefer to write them down, so I give my clients yeah. a logbook. I'm Most in the, the process of getting them. I'm doing my design. Oh, so handy. Yeah, they are. They are so handy, and like you said, it's so it's so normal these days. You know, what like when we first started training, like you said, years and years ago, it was kind of like, oh my god, I don't really want to get my notepad out in front of all. And I people. bought the smallest little notebook. You know, those little <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> little, like this, my little pencil. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's it basically. It's about following a structured training program for a decent amount of time for you to actually make progress um you know following the principles of progressive overload training with intent and purpose and logging your lifts not doing that is i think a really common mistake that many make and so many people could get could make so much progress more quickly if they did actually start doing that and log in i think people would be shocked like yeah, I said at the start, you know, I can't believe yeah. how much stronger I'm getting every single week. Exactly. And if you didn't have that written down, you wouldn't really see, or I say you feel stronger and you'd know that you put more weight on it, but you wouldn't really know how much stronger you're getting if you didn't have it written down. Exactly. And do you know what? Probably like what I used to do was I'd go into the gym and I'd put the same the same weight on for everything. Like all, I'd go through weeks of doing that. I'd say, I'd say I was doing leg press at, 140k for 15 reps i'd do that every week and i wouldn't really because i'd know that i could do that so i'd just go through the motions of doing it whereas i probably could have been adding on like even one kilo each side and like pushing myself a little bit harder each week and i could have just progressed so much more quickly if i was tracking yeah i think that's quite common isn't it people just doing the same weights yeah. every single week. Just because you're doing the same training plan, if you've got the same training plan for 12 weeks, doesn't mean the weights stay the same. The whole point in having a, a resistance training plan is that you progressively get stronger. So by the end of it, you're lifting heavier than when you started. So a lot of people, what they do is that they have like a 12-week training plan. They lift the weight at the start and then they just continue that to the end. Yeah. Which you really haven't progressed. So yeah, logbook is the key and a structured training plan. Yeah, and I think for those people who are training at home and haven't necessarily got, you know, a a wide range of weights available to them to be lifting heavier, that's where it's going to become super important to focus on reps. You know, even if I've given you a plan and it says 15 reps, if you're, like I asked my clients after a few weeks, I'm like, how is the rep range? Like, what are you, is that still easy? Are you still struggling or like do we need to change that and I'm like if you're finding 15 reps easy on that weight well I'm going to increase it to 20 or I'm going to change the tempo up for example and make it more difficult in that way because you know if you haven't got the weights available it's about how else can we 
make this exercise more challenging so that you can keep making that continual progress so yeah if you're training at home things like reducing the rest period between sets increasing the tempo or, or changing up the tempo and pauses and things like that and what was the other one i said then lost my mind now tempo uh extra reps oh extra reps yeah sorry i completely lost my mind then <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> so yeah i think that was everything that we wanted to cover there wasn't it i mean i know we've said quite a lot of these before on the podcast and i'm sure we'll bring them up again just because yeah, i think it was just good just to put them all together under one yeah. umbrella. so these are the main common mistakes that people make when training um you don't go to the gym to burn calories you need a logbook, you need a structured plan, don't look at anyone else, what they're lifting, um, you push yourself, but ensure that you've got good form, um, and yeah, so they're, they're the main common mistakes that people make when training, don't make them. <laughs> yeah, we've done them as well, so... You oh, yeah, we've done all of them. Yeah, exactly, we live and learn and I'm sure, do you know what, I'm sure we'll look back in a year's time and there'll be something that I'm doing now in my workout and I'll look back and I'll think, or you know, some study will come out and say actually that's not showing to be much good for whatever anymore so you need to do x and i'm like all oh, right okay well i'll change that then <laughs> but well, that's what it's all about change, yeah. that's why it's yeah. good to get a coach as well especially a coach who research and um you know stays in with a know of um there's new things coming out new research coming out so things change um yeah 100 percent. like you have to time. keep up to date new research comes out new studies are being done all of the time so yeah I mean I'm constantly learning and I follow other coaches and you know people as well who are well respected in the industry who I can learn from because we're we're all still learning and so yeah you know if you are doing any of these things and don't be embarrassed or don't you know feel bad or anything just hopefully we've helped you to be able to implement some changes so that you can actually make some some good progress and you know, not, yeah. be, not be hindering your progress and potentially putting your body at risk of injury as well. That's, that's really important. Yeah, exactly. Because I injured myself. Um, I've said before when I did a, a fly because I was lifting too heavy, I was copying someone else. And you know, when you do a chest fly, inclined chest yeah. fly, because it was too heavy, my, um, my right arm went down first and I did that and the weight was too heavy. So it went oh. down yeah and I told my um rotator cuff oh I was I was painful so yeah so don't copy anyone don't lift too heavy use correct form get a coach get a structured plan log your lifts and hopefully you'll stay injured free and like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah fingers crossed okay well thanks everybody so much for listening if you've enjoyed the episode and taken anything from it then please do let us know because it's always good to hear when people send us a little message if you listen to it as well please feel free to share it on your instagram stories so that we can help spread the word around and you know if any of your friends you think could benefit from listening to this yeah. episode or any of the others then please do share it around and spread the word so that we can help more and more people yeah awesome so thanks for listening join us again next week and see you soon with the thank you have a lovely Bye. week. Bye.